time of moving is so near. I moved in four days. That's less than 10 days. That's less than, that's a singular digit day amount of days. Are you packed? Are you ready? Yep. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Both. Old Pittsburgh James. New Pittsburgh James. Oh, young Pittsburgh James. Pittsburgh James, who will catch all the Pittsburgh Pokemon. It's never been a better time to move to Pittsburgh. Especially for James, considering you already have the house, you know? Like you if have, you own a house somewhere, if you, you own a house well in Pit- Pittsburgh, you and your 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 lease is up on your apartment, right? Yeah, it's That's it's right. time. It's time to go. You know, it's all the, time to go. Uh, God helps those who help them th- themselves. It's like a thing where you're getting all these hints to move to Pittsburgh because you have that house and, and my lease is up, and your lease is up, and it's like the hints seem too obvious in retro in retrospect, but sometimes the universe plays you know funny games. It's interesting. The universe isn't the only one who plays funny games. Oh, what a transition. And, uh, I've got to tell you, it's never been a better time to be playing video games. It's, it's never been a better time. That's not true. It's never been a better time to play video games. Tell me, prove it with one video game. Path, find me a way to talk about video games. You want to talk about Path, Pathfinder? Path, find me a way to talk about... How do we even begin talking about Pathfinder... Wrath of the Righteous. This came out of nowhere for me. The follow-up to Pathfinder Kingmaker, which was, came out without, without a big splash. It came out, uh, I don't even, how long ago was it? See, this is the stuff, 2018. I often want to like uh, this type of game. This is like, uh, you know, a uh, video gamified tabletop RPG, obviously from like like Pathfinder with the Pathfinder rules. Um, and I, I usually do want to kind of like this type of game. Um, but I, I usually don't. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why. Uh, I, I, I know with, uh, what, is it Pillars of Eternity? I always forget. That's one of them. And there's Divinity. Like, with Divinity, one of the things that I always had was, like, I feel like they usually put a lot of systems in front of you right away, and, so, like, sometimes they're too keen on, like, making the first fight, like, a big hassle or killing you in like, the first fight in a way that is, like, you can't do that to me. Um, or it's just like not streamlined. It's just too much. Um, and one thing that I, the thing that I just immediately liked about uh, Pathfinder, other than actually the first thing I would have liked is the incredible uh, character creator. But I would get to that. Um, is that for combat, it all kind of it works out pretty nicely. Like I'm playing it on normal, and uh, it, you don't really have a lot of skills, so there's not a lot to micromanage in the beginning. Um, so kind of so like you're getting on, into, depending on your class. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting into fights, but, uh, it's not like every fight is a slog. Like it's going by, they, they go by pretty quickly. Yeah. So you, you mentioned streamlined. That is, that is not a word I would use for this game. More uh, stream game in, in comparison so, to the other it's ones. so crunchy. I would feel, uh, I don't, I don't think that like it, it's, it, it's just quality of life. Like it's streamlined. Like it, it, the, the streamlining, I don't think has to refer to the, uh, like amount of, like the 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 depth of the game at all it's 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 like a super deep game and like even from the beginning it's pretty wild how deep they go with character uh customization like it really does a good job of like letting you go pretty wild with like some different for like insane classes like classes that like it's not just like you know rogue warrior mage kind of thing like it's like vivisectionist and like yeah and and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the the class creator yeah i'm a stygian slayer so Oracle. Pathfinder is a, it's both a, you, you kind of can choose the style of the game. So it is like a, a D&D like game. 
Uh, but it's essentially like a strategy RPG where uh, you can approach it in two ways. So there's a real-time mode uh, where you can tactically pause the game and queue up commands. Uh, if you don't do that, then your characters will act on their own. Uh, and alternatively, you could choose to play the game in a, like, a complete like, turn-based mode where you're, you're, you're going through everyone's turns. And, and that's a good mode for when things are overwhelming or when the fights are actually so complicated that you would probably die if you go away. But, but I would definitely say that it is very, very complicated. It, it's probably the most complicated of one of these that I've played. But, but the game does sort of give you the opportunities of letting you choose how deep you want to go into it. Um, so when you're creating a class, it'll give you like a difficulty rating uh, from 1 to 5. Uh, in combat, you could choose like to only control your character, to control all of the characters. Uh, there's a ton of modular difficulty settings for... Uh, I want my character to... Like, like essentially like... I want my team to take less damage, but the enemy has a broader array of skill set. I want my character to... I don't want Death's Door to be a thing. I don't want my characters to die when they die. I want them to be able to get back up at the end of combat. Uh, I do or don't want my characters to um, gain XP when other people uh, perform skill checks and succeed. So, so there are all these options that really do let you choose like the way that you want to play this game. So in that way, uh, it, it is pretty friendly for that. But but the but the like like the stats and all of like the the stuff is is so crunchy. Like and, and when I say crunchy, I just mean like number crunching. But but there is such like insane stuff. So for example, I'm playing a character that has a lot of AOE abilities, uh, and I ended up hitting my my teammates a lot with the abilities. So I leveled up and I got access to a meta magic spell. And a meta magic spell is something that lets you modify a spell. So I chose meta magic selective spell, which makes it so that my AOE abilities that are friendly firing no longer friendly fire. But but like the, the, the way that it has to be set up in the menus of being like, I want this, like I want to modify a spell, I want to put this meta magic spell onto it, and then it's like uh the way that they describe it is so hard to understand, where it says, like, benefit when casting a selective spell with an area effect and a duration of instantaneous. You can choose a number of targets in the area equal to the ability score modifier used to determine the bonus spells of the same type. Uh, these targets are excluded from the effects of your spell. And it's, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to understand. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reading. It's a, it's a game of reading. It is a game of reading. That That is most of the game. So if you don't want to, like, if you're in it to not read, then, then you're going to have a bad time. Because uh, in addition to having, like, this pretty complicated combat, there is a lot of choices and agency in this game. And they, they simplify that in, in, a, in a few different ways. So one of the ways is uh, the, the path system, uh, which I haven't really uncovered yet. I'm 16 hours into the game and I haven't uncovered the path system yet. But essentially what it is, is it is uh, branching archetypes for your character separate from your character class that is based on the decisions that you make. At the start of the game very early on, they, they present you with two of them, of like an angel path or a demonic path, based on whether you do a good or bad thing. 
uh, early on in the game. Later on, you get even more options. You get the Trickster Path, the Aeon Path, uh, and a, a couple of others. Uh, there's like, I think there's 10 in total uh, different paths, and at some point you have to choose which one to specialize in. So there is a lot of systems on systems, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, one of those is the class system. So there are 25 classes, and inside each of those 25 classes uh, is like six subclasses about. Later on in the game, you get access to 13 prestige classes. You can multi-class, which, which probably in the grand scheme of things isn't a great idea because uh, the best stuff for every class occurs at the end of it. But, but it's also not just like, oh, I'm playing a cleric or I'm playing an oracle, and they're different in this ways. Because all of the classes also have unique systems built into them. So when you're an oracle, that's what I chose, they're similar to a cleric. So they're, they're, they're a type of healer and they're a type of support class, but they choose like a benefit and a curse about themselves. So my character chose the, benef chose the uh, Revelations of Flame, which gives me access to fire skills as I level up. Uh, but I also have a curse of uh, blackened, shriveled hands, where my character essentially has really bad abilities uh, with weapon rolls, uh, but as a benefit, adds extra fire spells to what they know. And on top of that, I was allowed to stack a revelation of burning. So every time I cast a fire spell, I will deal burning damage on top of the regular damage that I do. So my character is kind of this like holy fire-based cleric or oracle, and they really let me like lean into the role plan because there's like so many opportunities to work with fire and work with like being like an angel and things like that. Because my character also is the ASMR race, so they are this sort of a angel-touched race, and and I just feel like I'm getting a lot of benefit, like a lot of opportunities to sort of lean into the character that I want to be playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm curious what that would be like if I chose another class or, or chose to go another way. But right now I feel uh, like I'm getting a lot of opportunities to, to play my class. And there have been a lot of cases where specifically being an Oracle or being an ASMR have, have played into the, the, the stories and, and the side quests and just the way that characters uh, react to me. Yeah. I, I, the initial, it also starts out pretty good. Like I think that that it it the initial kind of stuff is fairly fun despite uh not having a lot of like skills to play with for a lot of the, the different classes like for me my main character is like is a stygian slayer vampire uh dampier um but lawful good a uh, lawful neutral lawful actually. good you're lawful, lawful neutral oh, okay um lawful neutral i'm neutral good i'm i'm actually on my way to chaotic you gotta be yeah what is chaotic good I'm trying to think of like what that like you're you're doing good things, but you just do them for whoever or something, and you do them in strange ways. You care about good things, but not based on the the rules of the world. Okay. Um, so it's like you believe in in goodness, but not because of the laws that are set out by like the queen or by people. Yeah. So I've been really I've been really liking it. Like I, I feel like the initial story stuff is pretty good. It starts out in a with a, a pretty quick pace and there's some interesting characters i think like the the they're generally all voice acted like a lot of the main ones are voice acted and uh i feel like the voice actors do a pretty good job with it the lines are like pretty quirky they're 
they're not like super serious. Um, it almost feels a lot like playing uh, a a pretty good like DM Pathfinder campaign. Uh, that like sometimes they're writing in like you know some jokes or or like you're like joking around at a table. I don't know. Like there's like a lot of different just ridiculous uh, dialogue options. Um, there's like a, a liz- half lizard man you meet that has like a horn and uh, when you start asking him questions, he's like, well, "Do you want to know if are you going to ask if I can wear a hat or not?" And that is one of the options. It just feels like that, like the game is like somewhat self-aware a lot of times, um, which I, for the most I part, I feel like most of these D and D games are. I think Baldur's Gate takes itself very seriously, but uh, generally, I feel like that is kind of a, a thing in these games. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been really liking it. I can't wait to get even more into it. I'm I'm impressed. I feel like this is probably one of the best that they've ever done uh, of this type of game. I feel like it just it, it, there's so many good options to like get excited about your character from the beginning that like you're you're not railroaded into just being you know like i said like a mage or a warrior or a rogue or something like you get to really create something wild that you kind of are excited to see where it goes in a way that i think oftentimes with like a lot of other games you're not really as interested in uh your character or maybe like you're not as interested yeah. in the class progression because it's kind of all obvious stuff it's all you know like warriors bash it's, shield it's also pretty and... yeah and, and it's pretty liberal about like if you want to respec you could completely start your character of really everything i assume except for your alignment you know what i mean because your alignment is kind of uh stuck in place based on the actions that you've done but if you want to once you get to the main uh once you get out of the tutorial dungeon and you get to like the main stronghold there's a guy who will completely retrain you or retrain any of your uh teammates I'm not sure if you could change their class, but maybe you can. You could definitely change your own. You can also hire mercenaries to join you, and they you get to build them up from the ground up however you want. Yeah, so there's a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, do you have anything else to say about Pathfinder? Um, I think it's the first one of these games that I've actually been like really addicted to. Like with Divinity, I was interested in it. I thought that the combat was good. There were some there were some cool decisions but i kind of had to push myself to play it um but with this one i'm i just keep wanting to play it i actually uh sort of cleared my plate of games so that i could really focus on this one uh but i feel like we'll see how long that lasts because i know I'm also, how long i feel like it's probably sprawling this game this yeah i mean pathfinder's got to be over 100 hours right i don't know gotta it feels be. like there's so much in it that it that it feels hard that to, to imagine it's kind of hard to imagine that they would it would be that big of a game considering how just deep it is elsewhere i don't know um so with the current game they've released one campaign uh they have dlc planned for i think two more campaigns uh and on top of that they are at they're creating like a roguelike mode uh i'm curious what that would look like where like you bring in and you could choose to like start with a character that you're bringing in from your from the campaign that's pretty cool yeah I, i'm just really excited to see what the combat looks like as it progresses because it's this is unsurprising but as you level up it just gets more and more interesting like I, i'm really excited for for my next level especially because that's where i get my next like oracle revelation and i get to start getting some really powerful magic but even from getting like the 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 meta magic where I could selectively target my AOE spells—it's been pretty cool. Uh, it comes with drawbacks of like you, when you upgrade with meta magic, uh, 
it increases the level of a spell, and the level of a spell determines how many usages you get before you have to rest. Uh, all of this is very, like, again, it, it's very crunchy. Uh, but also, like, the, the, the thing that's challenging is, like, Pathfinder has so many systems that when you level up and you're, and you're looking at all of the options, it, like, I might not have even, like, if I didn't look through the options, I wouldn't have, like, known, like, oh, you know, I'm tired of my characters getting friendly fired. I, I would have just had to, like, live with it if I didn't look through the options because it wasn't one of the recommended choices, you know what I mean? Like, the game can only be so smart with the choices that they recommend to you. Um, so I might not have even known that that was an option if I didn't go hunting for it. Yeah, it is insane how much, like, that initial thing, you know, it says, like, do you want to do easy medium like hard a bunch of different options but then they're all broken down into like tons of different minor tweaks to it i think that's really cool like when when they allow that personalized experience just feel like kind of get rid of the stuff that you maybe maybe some people like these kind of aspects of it they're like yeah you gotta have for balance you have to have it so that you can um hurt your teammates so you can have that like friendly fire and then some people are just like i, I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff yeah so that's exactly. pathfinder it's very cool so the game that I, I cleared to play Pathfinder was uh, Psychonauts 2. Oh, you finished Psych Psychonauts. I completed Psychonauts 2. It's true. Um, I gotta say, best platformer I've played since uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And maybe that's not a hard bar, because I can't think of how many platformers I've actually played. It's so weird. They're like, it's it's so funny, the, the kind of like rise and fall of genres where I can't even think of... I haven't. I don't play platformers outside of Mario. Um, it's just not like a common. It, it, there's not like there's Mario, there's right? so many of them coming out. What? Well, you played you played uh, Mario Odyssey. Or... Yeah, um, but I don't play. I don't end up playing a lot of them anymore. Even though that used to be kind of like the most exciting games were platformers. Um, you know, they haven't uh, done that much with them. But uh, haven't people they, like though? have they? I mean, have you played this Psychonauts 2? No, I mean, there is a, is the good example of one that's probably great. It's not like a ukulele or... Um, people like have any interest time. in this game? Uh, yeah, I do. I kind of really want to try it out, but... Um, did right you play now, the original? I did not. All right. The uh, original is really good. I, I mean, know, people say it is... holds up. I have no idea Yeah. if it does. I'm, but people say it does, so maybe it does. Uh the thing that's crazy about Psychonauts 2 and that was, you know, so impressive about Psychonauts 1 is how unique all of the levels are. Yeah. So, because you're, you're essentially like the game is you are exploring people's minds and their thoughts. So it gives them so many opportunities to just do crazy things where you're not really traversing like these environments that have to make sense where it's like, here's the fire level, here's the ice level. It's more like here is the level where you're entering into someone's mind who's really into gambling, so you go into a casino. Or here's the level of someone who has split personalities, so you're trying to collect all their personalities together, and all the enemy types, and, and the game isn't really focused on combat, but there are like a, a lot of different enemy types, and they're all based on like uh, bad, like bad moods and things like that, so there's a, a character that's based on like judgment, and it's like a judge with a gavel, and you can like use your your telekinesis power to pull away his gavel, and then throw it back at him and deal extra damage. And the way that they use the uh, abilities in the game, so you have like a, a bunch of different ones. You have like a pyrokinesis, telekinesis, levitation, uh, 
clairvoyance where you can look into other people's minds and which is cool because you could like see how they perceive you so when you look through uh the minds of people who like think that you're eavesdropping on them it, you look like a little detective with a with like a listening horn but but they use all of these abilities both as um combat abilities but also as like platforming and traversal abilities and ways to find secrets in the environment and all of that works really well and, and also the game has like great voice acting like jack black is in the cast for he plays like a pretty big role he blum is in the game like for for like playing a very non-important character uh but it's pretty pretty good I mean, I, I, I love this game. I, I think that it was... Uh, I, I was really impressed with it. Um, but, so you haven't played the first one at all. Uh, I played the whole first one. I you played, played the, the first thing. one? Is, is, is it kind of necessary? Uh, hard for me to say. Yeah, I knew the... I know, like, the setup for it of, like, you're at this camp and they're kind of, like, gifted people and Raz's ability is, like, to be able to go into people's minds. Um, does this take place, like, immediately after the first one? Yes. Like, like the next day. Okay um so 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 in that case i mean like the story is helped by playing the first one and the the first one i don't the art style is so unique that it would be hard for me to believe that it uh it probably holds up pretty well so yeah i was i was into it (laughs) i know it sounds like a cool game i really do want to try it out and i i really should get game pass that's like been uh dollars i got to play through the entire 60 dollar game I know. It's like, it's getting so late into, like, I gotta, I gotta start actually using Game Pass. It's just like, I haven't used it yet. So it's one of the, it's like the, um, the Andy. So you have it. It's like, what? You have it? No. You don't have it. Okay. I don't have it. It's like the Andy meme of like, I don't really know entirely what it is. And it's getting too late for me to ask kind of where like, I haven't doubt, like I haven't bought the service. So does this mean that you didn't play uh, 12 minutes on Game Pass? I didn't. I bought 12 minutes. You paid full price? It was a great game. That was it a, was a great game, but also it was on Game Pass. I know, but I, but how you much of the, that kind of money Pass. do those people make? Huh? How much of how much money do those people make? You know? I mean, they put it on there, right? I don't hear anyone complaining. So, do twelve you? minutes is a game that I have played and finished. Um, it's such a cool. Me too. Like, it's such a cool idea, and it's done so well. It's one of those games that's just like so, um, such a mood and uh, a mood. It, yeah, I feel like it's such a mood, like being kind of like. So the idea of it is that you're you're arriving home, um, you go into your apartment, you're just your regular person. Who are you? Okay. You're just so a regular, you're a regular guy. You're average average Andy. You're average average Andy. What what the is the main character's name? I forgot. Um, um you don't have a name. You're you're you don't have a name. Okay. Um so yeah, you're arriving home. Um you're like you you see your wife, she's excited. You want to know her name? Yeah, what's her name? She doesn't have a name. She's just wife. That's not true. I feel like this is not true. I feel like these characters have names. They don't have names. It's just guy, wife, and cop. That's it. Anyway, um, so she's excited about something. She uh, like she she wants to like get dessert out and surprise you with something. And the whole idea is that you kind of play through. uh, I guess it's it ends up being around like eight minutes, right? of like living in this apartment eight minutes it's literally called 12 minutes come on i know but but that the the no the listen, comes the game's before called 12, the 12 minutes, minutes all right all right the cop comes at the five minute mark so at yeah. five minutes you get a knock on the door and then the cop comes in and the cop will Do you know his name the cop i know That's i know it. i know that they don't really i don't think that they reveal his name 
Um, you're probably right that they don't reveal any names. But, uh, yeah, he comes, like, so you're you're living this normal life for five minutes. Cop shows up at the door and is very aggressive and is trying to arrest your wife and then will, like, strangle you to death if you do anything. And then you, when you die, you restart uh, from walking in the door um, and the, there is the loop of the, the, the game. Like, you are trying to figure out with the, like, you keep replaying this same kind of up to 12 minute loop because at 12 minutes it'll automatically reset anyway even if everything is good even if you survive the police trying to kill you even if you survive every other situation you know um you the you'll reset after 12 minutes so you just keep you know walking around this apartment and trying to figure out how to poke the different systems to get more information than you had last time um because it's, it's such like a closed environment it only takes place in like a couple of rooms they, they really do get to play with the benefit of like what you do and don't know i know there's some pretty wild stuff um and uh, a lot of the game and you know obviously i'm not going to spoil anything about it but a lot of the game is about um taking information and coming back into the loop again and then also, like, the fact that once you know things, uh, you could skip certain events. Yeah. Like, you, you find out extra things about um, this, like, watch and everything that this person is looking for and some of the, the other kind of crazier aspects of what what's going on behind the scenes. And then once you do, like, um, you know, movie style, I, I really like how some of it works dialogue-wise of, like... Movie style. It's, it is, it, it feels like a like a movie, like the way a movie would work or something, or like the way, also the way that I kind of would game it if I was stuck in this, of like, you're getting to learn, you know, everything that happens kind of in order, um, and you're learning stuff that you, like, wouldn't know yet, so then you're trying to have to, at some point you're going to, like, have to convince, you know, the wife that, like, oh, yeah, I've been living this this time loop, and you have to, like, figure out ways that you can do that based on just, like, oh, at this time, this thing's going to happen, and I know this about you that you've never said before because you said it in a different loop, and, like, I just I just dug all that kind of stuff. Like, that was just kind of cool as, like, slowly unraveling it and then using the information the next time. Um, there's some pretty cool, like, for the most part, I, I would say I really appreciated that unlike a lot of other kind of adventure adventure kind of games for the most part i thought that the kind of uh next thing that you should do was generally made sense like logically to a player rather than being something where it's like well you were supposed to know and try to get the uh, a screwdriver and open up the smoke alarm and then toss the battery at your wife and knock yeah. her out like so, like it never goes into a direction that that i would say is like too difficult to figure out on your own yeah and usually it reminds once you me have... a lot of a uh, stanley parable yeah um i did find like the, like the only like minor annoyance that i have is that there are times there's like there's like different weird things about systems of like okay i think i know what they want me to do and sometimes you'd have to play a, a, a you know five minutes or so to, to get to where yeah. that is. And then sometimes you could get to where that is. And then you're like, I think that they want me to do this. And like the option is not there. or They didn't actually want you to do this or you do it and it stopped and you don't learn anything. Yeah. For, for me, I had an option, a problem where I was stuck on something because um, I didn't realize like the way that the UI works that I had to like take out an item and then click on an item and that that would make something happen. Yeah. So there was like some awkward UI stuff. The voice acting is good, right? 
Yeah, the voice act- there's a bunch of major voice actors. It's James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Um, pretty wild. I feel like it it makes sense that like I think they I think on those names alone this game got a little bit more attention. Of like you you have to your head has to turn a little bit to say like oh it's this interesting kind of concept of replaying this same kind this in the same apartment and trying to survive this twelve minute loop and find out what you can and stop this from happening. Um, sounds pretty cool, but when you see like James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe, is like that's pretty wild. And Willem Dafoe is true Willem Dafoe. Like with James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, I couldn't really. I, I I couldn't really hear the Daisy Ridley that much, um, but with Willem Dafoe, he's just doing Willem Dafoe, and that is exciting to me. So yeah, that was um, a really that was a really cool game. I really really dug that game. I would totally one hundred percent recommend it, whether yeah. or not you have like you know, it, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and and it kind of got me interested in playing this other game that people have been talking about, uh, Forgotten City. Okay. Which which is which is impressing a lot of people. Have you have you seen this one? Have you heard of this one? I have not seen or nor uh, heard of this. Is this is a WTDG uh, you know, hot tip of the week. Uh, Forgotten City. So originally this game was built as a Skyrim mod, but it has uh, it, it's grown into its own standalone thing. Uh, I'm gonna put out I'm gonna do some mild spoilers for this game, but only things that you would find out uh, within the first 20 minutes of gameplay. But a lot of people do recommend that if the game seems like even mildly interesting to you, that you should just play it without knowing anything. But I'm going to tell you a little bit. So in this game, you wash up on a river uh, where you are greeted by this person who says, hey, I need help. Uh, this person that I know uh, went into those ruins over there and they haven't come back. So. At that point, they ask you who you are, and you get to choose, I, I'm an archaeologist, uh, I'm a soldier, I'm a, a fugitive. And these different things are going to give you different bonuses. If you're an archaeologist, then you know things about history. Uh, if you're a fugitive, you get uh, like 25% increased sprint speed. And if you're a soldier, you get a gun with 10 bullets. That's so, all you'll ever get? Yeah, 10 bullets. So you go into these ruins, and you are transported to this ancient city. And the ancient city, uh, you are sort of put into a time loop. So anytime that the world goes awry, uh, you can step into a portal and go back into time to the beginning of this day. So this city exists uh, within, like it's under view of the gods and there is uh, a golden rule. So the golden rule is if anybody in the city sins, then everybody in the, t- in the city will turn to gold. How do you stop that from happening? So that's why you were brought here. You were brought here uh, to discover who broke the golden rule uh, so that you can prevent it from happening. And, right. and that is sort of the story. It's a, it's a much longer, more complicated, uh, more sprawling game than 12 Minutes. Uh, and it goes to some really insane places. It it is, it is jam packed with twists and like also unexpected mechanics, where there are things that you eventually get to do uh, that are very impressive on an aesthetic level and on a gameplay level uh, that are just like really really interesting. And I I actually like strongly recommend this game. I'm not all the way through it. I've seen two of the endings uh, out of the four. 
there is like a fourth ending, which is like a true ending, which is uh, much longer and harder to obtain uh, that I'm that I'm trying to achieve. But but it's impressive. It's a really cool game. And if you're into this whole like time mechanic thing, uh, you should check that out. Also, if you're into like this whole like Groundhog Day scenario, I you should watch Palm Springs because that movie, it, it's it's a movie with uh, Andy Samberg, and, and it's it's really great. It's on Hulu, hmm. and it has this whole uh, Groundhog Day thing going on. I do not have Hulu. That's one of the few things I don't have. It's only on Hulu. Uh, I think so. I think it's like a Hulu original. You gotta check it out. Hulu's the only good one. I don't know. HBO Max has The Wire. That's true. Damn, I was um, I was I was listening to the to the uh, WTF podcast with uh, Mark Marin on uh, talking to Michael K. Williams. What an actor! Oh, so so sad. I'm I'm eating this uh, piece of fried dough. So why don't you tell me about something while um, I eat this piece of fried dough? I gotta tell you, what type of fried dough are you eating? Are you eating a zeppoli or you're eating? I forget what they're called. It's like a pascalito or something. It's like a, it's potatoes and cheese stuffed in fried dough. Hmm. Um, it's it's I think it's Venezuelan. Venezuelan. Um, I I mean I'm trying to think of other other stuff that I have uh, done. I kind of want to play. Uh, t- I want to get deeper into Pathfinder or try out Tales of Arise. That's that's doing well. But what I have been playing is not new to anybody, and that's Guilty Gear. We didn't talk about the um patch notes really but uh i kind of feel like uh the patch was a little disappointing ultimately because they tell the viewers about the patch i know i'm trying to tell the viewers about the patch i think the patch was ultimately disappointing uh because they said it was going to be kind of a minor patch but it was just going to be to bring up the weak characters and bring down the strong characters and in this regard they generally failed in a lot of cases in like i think like near spectacular ways it just doesn't make a lot of sense what they did it, it, they the patch notes kind of read like somewhat like either they're just setting up minor kind of what were supposed to be like hot fixes or something and they weren't actually going off of a lot of the data that and they, a lot of the things that people find like frustrating or, or, or unbalanced um because they just made some really weird choices. Like, there's a couple out of the entire patch. First of all, they, they, they kind of did an entire pass, which is weird. Like, they kind of gave everyone some some minor buffs um, for the most part. Uh, even the characters that didn't need them at all, like Sol, um, like, got some minor buffs and then some tweaks. But uh, when you do something like that, first of all, there's, there's a problem with that to begin with. Uh, when you do something like that, you're not really changing anything about the tier list you're still gonna have the worst characters be the worst characters if you don't if you kind of give them minor buff and then you minor buff even like mid-tier and top tier characters so that was kind of weird like i don't think that the characters that are really bad before uh got so much better uh people are saying that angie is a lot better but um i was just watching a, a good juno video about how angie is not that much better and he kind of uses the argument of like G, uh you still have kind of all the ways to uh generally beat him like he has some new options but the big problem is his like like you know his um he like does this like twirl and has a stance and it still is kind of too slow it's like he still has a lot of like very slow reactable things if if like good players will know that they can punish it before it comes out so the fact that you can get into it or combo into it a little bit easier doesn't mean that uh people are actually gonna get hit by this kind of stuff and then like you play a lot of faust 
and he had just like the dumbest changes like he his i don't know why anyone would think that he also had like the fewest changes he, for being what i think people would agree the worst character yeah i think people would agree that he's probably just dead last uh that's what like like i mean what uh kizzy k was made up a uh new tier for faust called laust and uh for for a character that is doing so poorly you know it's one of those things where you it's not hard to go online and like hear from faust mains and stuff what kind of changes they would look and there's some really well-written changes regarding especially as items like there's some huge problems with that and how he tosses like good items pretty far away so because it's random sometimes that puts your enemy at an advantage of picking up an item that's going to be beneficial for them um so there's some kind of issues with that and they didn't do anything to 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 his item game they didn't they the the one kind of thing that they changed that i think that people really did want was letting his super wall break and outside of that they like increased the his spiral his like whatever it is like jump 2k or whatever is a little bit faster i think yeah stuff that stuff that is uh you know it's not really what anyone was asking too, uh, for narrow to, to really talk about yeah yeah it's, but it, it, the the point being it's like it's not really what anyone was asking for um and then and then a reason that i would dislike the patch is that like axel won asian evo and he got buffs he got really good buffs and he already was like really good. He probably was already top five, um, and he got better. His he now can get extra damage off of his regular pokes because his like this move snail that he has just basically just does damage and covers a wide area. Uh, combos from his like standing button, so uh, it's it's way quicker now. So it'll actually hit. Um, so he can start to like you know buffer input snail in in neutral and it's going to be even harder to get on at him and and he they made his super that people kind of thought the time stop super was kind of a waste and why would you do yeah. it over the other one and they improved it um so he gets some like huge massive yeah so yeah so so to distill it characters that didn't need buffs got buffs and he's uh, a he's and, a particular are... problem too because he's like very yeah. like he's this like extremely polarizing matchup um, that like some characters can't deal with. I think the, one of the few kind of good changes were was they kind of buffed Eno's speed, and like I think that makes sense. Like Eno got top two in Asian uh, Evo, but uh, still kind of needed a little bit of something. But yeah, like it, it just didn't feel like it was a very smart patch. Um, and I I, I don't I, I've been watching a fair amount of like pro Jacko kind of videos and. I don't entirely see, like, I don't think that she's all that interesting of a character. I think maybe some of that is, like, she has, like, horrible buttons, which makes sense because I think they wanted, they wanted to make her, you know, she does, she's not like Old Jacko at all. The Old Jacko was basically an RTS. She'd put down these huts, and minions would come out of the huts, and the idea would basically be to, like, lock enemies down or get space enough to put down these huts where enemies would, where, where um, your allies, I guess, like, you would have minions coming out and attacking and then that's basically you would lock people down like that so they completely changed her and now she like pulls out a minion and she can throw it and she's on almost like a venom light or she's like a venom light or like a uh, zato light where she throws out minions and she can make them attack uh use a defensive shield or pull them back um and then whenever she kicks the minions then they kind of go in a, in a trajectory based on whatever you know button she hit them with um at the enemy and they'll even like bounce into each other I, w I was thinking that maybe like she would start getting a little bit more interesting but it seems like for the most part she she's just kind of 
around, like based on you know low damage combos, getting a setup, and then kind of doing essentially what like Zato does, but only one aspect of the Zato game. Like if Zato's entire game were literally only putting pretty much like putting Eddie behind people and then doing a strike throw mix up, then that would be Jacko, in my opinion. Like some of the kind of more interesting things that Zato has. Um, and some of his like resets or like loops, like they and like a pose and some of these like really kind of crazy things. And the the way you have to wor- like wrap your head around uh, the negative edge is kind of removed. And now you've just got like a character that does like it's funny. Like Zato actually one of the main bread and butter Zato setups is to go for like a low dust and then on the the if you hit and you knock them over, you pull out Eddie and then you put it behind them. And then you start at like a, tri- a strike throw mix up, um, and like that is like almost Jacko's entire neutral game is like to try and get a low and then do like a mix up and like get a setup based off of that where by putting them behind you or like you know jumping over. So I haven't seen her be that interesting yet, and it seems like she might be actually on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, I don't know if it's just it's it's always hard to say like if it's going to completely change or some like new wild thing's going to come out, but. Uh, for the most part, I just see her uh, pros losing a lot with her and like not doing like they like she she had some kind of broken stuff, especially in the corner, but she's really, really bad, like mid screen. Um, and she has to make a lot of guesses to get anywhere. I think they'll probably have to end up tuning her damage up. Um, so that's mostly Guilty Gear. Like, I don't think it was a great patch. I know that there's a a larger patch coming out next month or, or at the end of this month. Yeah, next month. Um, in October. and hopefully that is the one that is like the more major patch. And I think will hopefully that gives them the time to kind of do the balance changes that people are really kind of asking for and maybe like tighten up the, the tier list. Cause I still think you can really feel the tier list in guilty year. A lot of times you can really feel like yeah bad matchup or like, and, and we will never stop joking about how legitimate it is that like you, when you go to a better character, you just feel better. Like you suddenly like even day one, if you have like baby bread and butter combos, sometimes they're like better than your your character that you've spent a ton of time on. Street Fighter is another fighting game that we talk about. So we don't. This is actually our first time talking about it. Is this true? In years. In years. In years. No way. Um, We didn't talk about it on last. No, really? No, we didn't. Oh, maybe we were just talking about how Oro and Akira were coming out. So, you know, I've been I've been trying to diversify my fighting games and. Honestly, I just, I, I just wish everybody would just play Blaze Blue and stop messing around with all this other stuff. Uh, I'm waiting for Blaze Blue Strive. I think Blaze Blue Strive is going to be pretty good. People seem to be a little bit resilient about playing uh, objectively good fighting games. Uh, so I am playing Street Fighter V. Um, I don't know if I like it, but I sure am trying to. I've, I've learned, I've, I've, you know, started playing so many different characters. And I'm I'm having a hard time like nailing down a character and being like, yes, this is the exact character that I want to be playing. There's definitely a wealth of riches at this point where there's so many characters and they all like I don't I don't know like current iteration of Street Fighter almost reminds me of like a Hearthstone or something, which is a weird example, but follow me uh, where. There, there's so many it's so interesting the way that you like you build out your character with like the v the v scale or v trigger and then c- trying to like you know get to a point point in the match where you can burst v yeah, trigger well, and like do... so, so let's let's explain what those words are right? i think i think this i think we actually did talk about last week because I, I, I don't think we did i, I was I talking don't, about how listen to it 
I was talking about how um, I, I do, uh, but but I was talking about how um, playing Street Fighter kind of made me realize some of the things I don't like. We were talking about different things of like how I kind of consider defense. All right, um, this sounds right. Uh, to be like like a little bit stronger in yeah, Street Fighter because we did there's say all of these things. yeah there's like You're less right. combo like the combos deal less damage. Yeah. You're standing up a lot more. Like you get a lot of different buttons and you're kind of like you know tasked with figuring out what you know punch or kick or like what normal is gonna either anti-air or keep someone at bay or like footsie so there's there's all these things like i think that i really love this current iteration of street fighter i love the v trigger and v skill mechanic because yeah it's like it's like you get to sometimes like live dreams a little bit of like oh i can't wait to get my v trigger and then do this combo or do this setup or you know like do something wild and like pop off late in the match you know and uh i, I since i i've also like i've i've I think some of the complaints with this kind of system is that people don't like um, comeback mechanics, and that's obviously uh, makes a lot of sense that people don't like comeback mechanics. But I, there's a really cool and and there's a type of character in in this game that like previously hasn't I haven't heard this word used. And I guess while I left Street Fighter for years and years, uh, they've you know come up with this kind of term for a character, a robbery character in Street Fighter, a character that like. You can't ever count them out because even if you put them on their last pickle of health, if they like get V trigger, they'll pop off in like ten seconds and like hundred to zero you. Um, I think there's a fascinating like I really recommend people who are like interested in this kind of stuff uh, to watch uh, the Art of the Robbery. Uh, it's a Brian. You, F. you love this video. It I don't so, know why. It's a fine video, but I don't know why you're so crazy. I just think it's so. I think I just think it's so cool because um, it just it, it goes to show how much more thinking like it kind of also made me look at a lot of other video games in a little bit different light like it, it make it's 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 cheap to say that like there's a difference between me and a pro player right like obviously there's a difference between me and a pro player um but it is difficult sometimes to not just like watch a pro player in anything in in Valorant and in Street Fighter and Guilty Gear and then just say like hey I do this kind of thing all the time I do like a high low strike mix up thing in the corner and my enemies don't fall for it and stuff like that or like why does this not work out uh for for me um and get kind of like having this uh, the, uh, this this Evo Pro um break down what is like a complete 10 second like string of like many choices and like the different ways he thinks about it the different ways he like he tests like if the opponent will hit a button because if they do then it'll trade and he knows specifically that if it trades that he's going to be able to like punish on the trade and stuff like that so there there's all these like thoughts and like in like there's just 10 seconds of like of, of like amazing gameplay from him that on the outside looks like oh it's bullshit it's you know like it's the, the kind of thing that that uh most people would complain about and just say like oh it was a complete robbery like he he was like down on on health he got stunned and then he just like b triggers and well, hundreds of zeros them but there's so much that goes on with like testing out the opponent for what their options are going to be and covering your own options and knowing different like frame data th like knowing exactly things about the matchup of like this button they're going to try and jab out with like a jab. They're going to try and jab, mash jab through this. And if I do, then I'll trade. Then I can do X and I can condition them not to do Y. It's like a fascinating video. I think it's like a really interesting video. And it really gets down into like high level fighting game psychology. And what makes them even better than a regular player is that like they have labbed out like scenarios to the point of like knowing 
these kind of things like knowing that I'm they're going to create a, a, a specific frame trap that's going to that's going to um, trade. That's such a weird thing. Like it's nothing that I would ever think about. Like I wouldn't think about making a, a, a lab scenario and like a combo or trying to do a reset and thinking exactly about like okay what frame will this trade on if I use this ability if I use this move. Like it starts up when and if the opponent tries to jab it out and they do it right, then it'll trade. And then what can I follow up on? And how can I like condition this or how can I use this information? Like he's just using every single uh, piece of the the animal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to take it that seriously. I don't want to take it that seriously either. But it it, it is just impressive to me. Um, Because sometimes it's easy to think of, like I said, it's easy to think of pros that like they're just good or they just have reaction times. But generally, there is like major things that separate them, and just like the amount of like lab work they do, the amount of like different ways that they know how to like condition opponents, or you know, like the setups that they have prepared for a million times. Like it's just they're not just like throwing shit at a wall and seeing if it works. Like there's so much that goes into that kind of stuff more than it does with a regular player. Very interesting video. Um, but yeah, you you've been jumping all over the place. You're having a character identity crisis. I would say, and it's easy to have that in Street Fighter right now because there are so many characters. Forty. Yeah, it's like it's insane, and they're all. It's hard not to like read about a character and then just say like, "Oh my god, they have this V trigger, or V skill, or like, whoa, that like this aspect of their kid is so cool." Um, and then just want to like go play that. Um, the characters do have like kind of a higher barrier to entry in a lot of cases, so it doesn't work out quite as easily as you might think. Um, but. I think a lot of people are pretty happy with this patch. There's some pretty cool things, like the Oro Fastfall is, like, this kind of weird little, like, glitch that is, like, making Oro look like Magneto from from Marvel, where he can, like, do a, like, nearly infinite, like, like a super quick, like, jump up and then fall down to do, like, high lows, where it looks like he's going to neutral jump, but really he's going to, like, go hit with, a, like, a, a, a low on the ground. Like, it's it's so insane, and it's such a bizarre glitch and i a lot of people are really excited about it it kind of feels like the kind of thing where it's like please don't remove it and maybe think about this kind of thing in the future maybe think about like a character that does this in a more legitimate way i don't know like it's such a cool it's awesome when there's like a weird ass glitch like that that kind of starts to define a character's play style yeah that kind of stuff is like uh I don't know. It, it's weird to talk about at like a broad level because it's like so specific of a mechanic that it's like, what what does this mean to somebody who doesn't play fighter? I, agree. I don't even know. What I mean, it they... to me, someone who plays Street Fighter mildly because I don't know what implications it has. Um, just like the high low mix ups and stuff like that. Uh, there are some wild stuff. There's also like insanely cool videos of like. There's a video of Brian F playing. I've been watching Brian F because I watched this one video that YouTube will not stop recommending me Brian F videos. Um, that, that's my my window into the Street Fighter world. Uh, but uh, there's a video of him like Asakura wakes up with a DP and he's doing like just like he's waking up with a uh, fast fall and as she's waking up she goes under him and he fast falls like right behind her and it's like it looks like a tool assisted thing where it just like looks insane that he doesn't get hit by it. Like he just is jumping up on the wake up. And then she goes under him with the Shoryuken and he falls, he fast falls down. It, I just think is it's this, cool. Do you think that this is like something that they would patch? Or do you think that this I is I think kind it, of thing I would that worry that it is can. something they're going to patch. Like it's definitely a glitch. And I mean, what I find so interesting is that it's a glitch that is like coming to 
start to define aspects of the character of like now you're having to like p- to play Oro like this is like a big part of 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 the kit because it's so cool it's so powerful it's like you really kind of shock people if you look like you're neutral jumping and then they're going to block high and then you're immediately on the ground like with a low and then you can really open people up for big damage so it's kind of a really interesting thing i feel like it will get patched out but again it's it's cool like it's kind of cool these kind of things like fighting games also like have a long history of glitches that actually got like ratified in if it makes any sense um a good example what do you of mean it, by what do you mean by ratified like fighting game like they've got like co-opted into like real mechanics um there's some like ridiculous uh, uh examples of it one of the biggest examples of it is that well the the biggest is combos combos are a glitch uh combos were originally originally a glitch just based off of frame data uh there you weren't intended to be able to um hit with follow-up moves that wasn't like the actual intention the intention was just like they balanced moves in such a way and because of the way frame data worked if you you know hit someone and they were in a long enough stun you could like hit them again with something that came out quick too quick for them to like actually get control of their character so like combos weren't even like originally super intended um one of the more like wild combos that finds its way into a lot of games is something called character canceling um which was i think originally is that a combo uh, a, a you mean like cancel? that's an incidental glitch well i know what a character cancel is but that's not a um, combo care canceling no the care canceling itself is is a glitch um it was originally yeah. a glitch in street fighter 3 and then they actually used it purposefully in street fighter 4 a good amount and other games like have caras uh there's caras obviously in guilty gear um i feel like street fighter it was it was a glitch in street fighter 3 and then in street fighter 4 they actually like kind of made it a big part of certain kits and they they knew that they launched it like this uh one of the biggest examples of it is ken it's like his whole kind of gameplay revolved around the fact that he has this like forward medium kick where he takes a big step forward and the idea with a care cancel is that you're able to cancel like the startup of a move with something else like they allow you to cancel a startup of a move with something else but it transfers some properties onto it um so the easiest way to make that make sense is like Ken has a normal where he takes a big step forward and then like sticks his leg out and kicks you. But you in the early startup frames of that, you can cancel it, but he's already taken the step. So and it sometimes if you do it quick enough, it doesn't even look like he takes a step. He kind of just like jolts forward a little bit on the on the, the first frames of it where it's active and he's taking the big step. So you can use one move to transfer properties onto another move. And then there's other cool yeah. characters. Like, one of the coolest characters of, the, of this was, like, Slayer, actually, uh, in no, Guilty Gear. No, the coolest character is Potemkin. Potemkin is cool, but Slayer has this dope thing where Slayer's dash is invincible. He uh, he leaves the screen, and then he reappears because uh, he's a vampire. That's what vampires do in Guilty Gear. Um, but Slayer can uh, jump cancel a dash and then input a button and... The, the frame the the invincibility frame data was never like it, the way it worked like it didn't account for canceling it so it would give you x amount of invin- invincibility frames but you would be able to put that onto a move because it would, it would even if you canceled the, the dash it would think that like you still have x amount of invincibility so his kit like actually ended up revolving entirely around this around like transferring invincibility frames onto moves by jump canceling his dash which is wild obviously wild but really cool like really cool like the way that certain glitches can get become accepted and like the developers can be like oh people love 
like a fast fall kind of thing. It looks like it reminds people of like Magneto and Magneto eight way dash. Um, and, uh, just has like really cool gameplay implications. It's like, why would you get rid of it if people are digging it that much, you know? But it's pretty cool that Potemkin, yeah, a grappler has like this weird little dash because, you know, what is the button that's that? Is it the shoulder? It's, it's, yeah, the, it's forward kick. Okay. Yeah. He he takes a big shoulder, a step forward and like shoulders into them. So yeah, it feels like it was almost intentional to give this to Potemkin. Also, it's factored into the frame data of the game. Where when you Kara Potemkin's moves, it actually changes the frame properties on them. So it, it's clear that it was intended, but despite the fact that it's intended, it is still very hard to. Yeah, that is a cool ass thing. I don't know, just that gets me jazzed. I love that kind of stuff, like a a weird glitch. Oh, wait until you find out about wave dashing. I mean, yeah, well, wave dashing is one of them. Like Korean back dashing is. Well, you heard about the new uh the, so the what is the game Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Yeah, they they just did like a feature overview, um, with IGN. Oh my god, they, they have wave in, dashing. Yeah, where they were like, "Here's how the wave dashing works." That seems weird to me, right? Is that not weird to you that that they are like, are, they're just are they are they're they're leaning into it completely? They're just like, "This is what we want." Be, we want like you know people to really play this. So it's like going to be this weird thing of kids. First of all, like, do kids know some of these? It's going to be like, "Hey Arnold" and shit. Like, kids don't know some of these. Some of these people, but um, I just don't know some of these because there's newer ones that I don't know. True. Um. So so I I think it's kind of wild that they're like, hey, here's our you know, uh, based off of children's IP, we're doing like a Smash Brothers, and um, yeah, just so if you're wondering, here's how you do wave dashing is to me like that's kind of wild actually. Feature breakdown of how all the attacks in the game work. They were like. This is a basic attack. Characters have four basic attacks. These are strong attacks. There's a rock, paper, scissors between the medium up and down. All characters have, you know, four special attacks. They work in the air. Uh, this is how you grapple. In uh, every, There's some weird properties in that game. You can um, deflect every projectile in the game. And as you deflect a projectile, you can deflect it back. So every character can have projectile wars, and it's like Lethal League, where you could just take one person's projectile and constantly be smashing it back and forth, and as it gains more speed, it also gains more damage. So the projectiles in this game are bizarre. Um, But they were also like, yeah, so you have a a jump, a double jump, you can dash in the air, you could also dash downwards. Uh, If you dash downwards when you're really close to the ground, then you can wave dash. And they, you know, so they were just going through a feature of So that game will probably be fine. But you know what's really fucking weird about it? In all of the preview footage they have, none of the characters have VO. Not even a little bit of VO. That's pretty weird. Not even, not even like, a, you know, like a giggle or like a character sound. So imagine that there's just like Cat Dog and SpongeBob and they're running around on the stage and they're just like hitting each other. But they're, but SpongeBob isn't saying anything. So he just like has like this weird smile on his face and he's like hitting you with stuff but he's not saying it it's it's so bizarre and like creepy almost i mean it's also it's weird because the ips like i feel like 
this is going to be that's the strength of the game right this has to be like the kind of thing where they're going to record like ridiculous amount of vo have not don't you it's kind of the game where you really might have to not just have you know one voice line for a regular attack you have to have a bunch of different like cycling voice lines because people love the characters and some of the characters are gonna be like their voices they're like kind of like references to the show or punchlines or like you know stuff like that um, it's it is I I can't even imagine what it would be like. Even if they're using it, like music from the shows. Like, it almost anything, sounds like, like so be... weirdly serious. Of like they're making it too serious. They're they're uh, they're they doing need to get VO and they, yeah that they're doing these kind of things. Like they're 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 going they they have wave dashing but they don't have cat dog's voice. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I wonder if at this point like they they see the feedback and and they reach out to. Um, and they like reach out to Nintendo and are like, "Hey, I know that we couldn't get these agreements, but people are really asking about them. Can you do something?" And maybe they get it this that way. Otherwise, I think that people are just going to mod it in. That's the alternative. I don't even so know weird. if they're using any music from the shows. It's a weird game. I also don't know if there's items. No, they're going to be too. This is the way that this feels is like it's going to be so serious. Of like, we put in wave dashing, no items, everything is Final Destination, and then kids are going to get it and be like, "This game's boring." All the cat dog is quiet; he doesn't say anything. But then, the, but then, like you know, like like adults are are going to be are going to say like, "Well, it doesn't matter that he doesn't say anything." The wave dash, there's wave dashing. The movement is high tier. Um, you can only play on like all the maps are just one stage. Yo, get no, this: what? cat dog is a stance change character. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe it would be like, I could imagine it being like, um, oh, maybe Dog would be like a projectiles, like zoning character. Like he throws a yarn ball and, or no, the cat, cat would spit up a hairball. Um, and then you could, ha- you could have like one of them be rushed down, one of them be keep out. Oh. So there is a video of someone playing cat dog. It's so bizarre. Uh, it's on IGN, but there's a video. It's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Cat Dog versus Lucy. It's on YouTube. So the thing that's crazy about it is this cat dog player is clearly like a uh, a, a Super Smash Brothers pro player, and they're like dancing, like they're wave dashing around. They're like styling, and this the Lucy player is like you handed your brother the like your little brother wants to play, so you like give him the controller, or someone's like. Oh, there's like a new Nickelodeon game. I want to try it out. And they're so I, for whatever reason, IGN decided that they just wanted to like feature this video of this like fucking wave dashing cat dog just like absolutely destroying this this new player. It oh, makes no. no sense. I don't get. I'm looking at videos of it now, and it's like April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Nigel Thornberry. It's also weird that the kind of in. It, characters that they included are pretty wild of like they went right for nigel like isn't like eliza thornberry is not even in it they went for nigel nigel's more recognizable i guess so maybe you're right with that mustache oh n- wow nigel has got this game does not look polished at all now i mean it's, it's it's early but and they don't even have voice acting but nigel has like fucking armor frames and shit he has like a uh dash punch like with armor frames wow this is weird Arms. He's so funny looking though. Like his little stubby he, he, arms. His his arms are really stubby, but he like attacks with his like beak nose. Yeah. Oh my god. This is. And, and I feel like the abilities aren't very thematic in a lot of cases so far. It's pretty weird. Every character's up special that I've seen looks exactly the same. It's insane how much like this 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 Nigel versus April O'Neil 
it is absolutely bonkers to me how far they went in the smash direction like it it's got everything it's got the the like like up bees and like it looks like a mod like their whole like you have like the wall like like the ledge grabbing or whatever um like it it is just so one for one it's it's insane it just looks like a weird mod uh this game is weird this game is like indescribable this game is a this game is a fever dream come to life i made you watch the craftopia trailer i feel like i must have right craftopia so the reason why I bring this up, I'm going to send this to you because I, I do want to talk a little bit about this trailer because it's absolutely insane. So Craftopia just came to GamePad. Uh, so a, a couple more people are talking about it. But Craftopia is essentially a game, and, and watch just watch a little bit of the trailer as I talk about this. But it is a game where they actually tried to take every game that they could think of and put its mechanics into this game. So it has elements of Monster Hunter. It has elements of Stardew Valley and Lactorio. It has Breath of the Wild elements. At one point in this trailer, a character throws a Pokeball at a giraffe and captures it. Um, They tried to put in, like, Dark Souls combat when you're, like, fighting through a castle full of skeletons. There is a racing element where you are, like, racing... Uh, through a river uh, with your friends on on like skis it is the most insane trailer for any game i've ever seen i have no idea how good the game actually is but it is the most game this is the most video game i've ever seen wow are you watching coming, this coming trailer? From you, I'm, yeah i'm watching this? right now um we're swimming it looks breath of the wildy but now they're doing um farming and like oh hold on okay so at one second, they're doing, like, Harvest Moon-style farming, and then someone is gliding, and there's also, like, windmills and a town set up. The next second, it is Factorio. Um, yeah. Where it's... And did you see the part where they just throw, like, two dozen cows into a pit of lava? Yes, they're throwing cows into lava. This is very Factorio. Yeah, yeah you can also build tanks and build and fly... Wow, there's a dune... Planes. There's a dune... An exactly dune sandworm. Yeah. And then what is this area? I feel like the the part when it goes to the the fighting skeletons in like a Dark Souls area that looks exactly like a Dark Souls castle is insane because it just looks like you're you. I'm having to be sure that like the rest of the video made sense or that I'm not having like some sort of like mild CVA symptoms where I, I I'm like. I forgot what I'm watching or that like my vision has changed. It's so weird to go from these like open areas and high, like, like, uh, like pastel colors to a completely different dark souls art style. And then they immediately followed up with throwing a, yeah, pokeball at on a giraffe. And now they're skateboarding, they're hoverboarding, fighting a monster and parrying a fireball. There's magic. It's not look like the most video game to you. This is all of the Who is this? this? Is this for kids, maybe? Of like, Is this like a... I don't know what Roblox is, but kids goddamn love Roblox. And it feels like this is what Roblox is. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. It just feels Roblox like you can... Is. What? I have no idea what Roblox is. Like, I, I know of Roblox, but I don't know what it is. I don't really know exactly what it is, but every kid ever loves Roblox. And I, as far as I can really glean, it's kind of maybe this, of like, you're doing a lot... Now he's home run swinging a cow... There's mounts like chickens and giraffes and flying vehicles. And there's a tank. There's like a World War One tank and a biplane. A 
dra- a a dragon a uh, frost worm from World of Warcraft. Sindragosa is in this video, and then there's Fortnite style like building building where you're building like you know <laughs> houses quickly or, and then there's a gate in of infinity like the gate in Full Metal Alchemist. Wow. Yeah, and then they launch a rocket ship into space. I have to see what this is. Yeah, this is everything. And then all just the videos. Just like to know. I have to know. Legend you of know? the Genshin Craft Animal Crossing of the Fortnite says a YouTube commenter, uh, Senior or Sir Sagra. Um, yes. Wow. Everyone is saying it, that this is just too many things. Like this like, this game looks like a mod. It doesn't. It's weird. It does. like, this game. It, it really doesn't. A like, mod of which game? Which game is it a mod of? That's a that would be the the ultimate question, right? Because you, it it seems so weird that um, it seems so weird to go from like the art style doesn't even match up in the way that mods where like you could tell like oh this wasn't done this was done by a modder like the, these two like they had to like completely rig something or um, make this area and because of it the textures aren't like AAA and you can notice the difference of like oh this doesn't feel like it was really in the game and uh this game has like the, the trailer has that in it where it just looks like half the trailer is not it was made by a different studio i gotta know um what other games so fracture came out for valorant that is the newest map i think it's the seventh map i think that this is the number of maps that valorant wanted to hit before they sort of slowed down on the maps um I think we talked a little bit about it. I don't have a lot of feedback. The thing that makes uh, Fracture unique is, uh, so Valorant maps, you know, it's 5v5 strategy game. Uh, it happens in rounds. When you die, you're out for the round. So the objective is that there's a team of attackers uh, who are trying to plant a bomb, usually on one or two sites, and the defenders are trying to defend those sites. The thing that makes this map unique is that the attackers have the ability to uh, attack from either site from two sides. So essentially, the map is structured in such a way that the defenders spawn in the middle of the map, and the attackers can be on either the north side or the south side of the map, so that when they come in to attack a site, they can actually pinch the site. Um, And that mid mid is inaccessible to attackers for the most part. So the attackers have to go to, um, they have to attack a site. They can't like take mid control and work from there as easily. So it, it's a unique map in that aspect. Uh, it's only been out a day, so it remains to be seen like how it plays out. I think that it is, um, I, I think that this map, it'll be hard. It, it's hard for me to think that this will be a hated map in the way that some of the other ones are. Because this map is not very complicated. This map doesn't have gimmicks. Uh, it's not radically different from other maps. Um, so I feel like it, it's actually one of the simpler maps in the game. Like, like I feel like the only map that is simpler than this one is Split. An Ascent, maybe. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's a very easy map to understand. And I, and I think it's good. Yeah, it's weird. It's, uh, it is hard making new content i feel like because you're always going to piss off some people and those people are vocal of like oh this new map sucks it's hard to make maps for a shooter obviously um i can't imagine any map despite how good it is or how uh, much it's liked in the long run 
uh, coming out and being unanimous because that's just not the way that things work. Of like uh, video, not for video games, not for video games at all, but. Um, even more so for Valorant. I mean, like, like, or, or CSGO as well. Like, uh, it's, it's easy to have strong opinions when, when, um, you're in a map and that play style, you're not used to it. You're not used to like, where can an enemy get at this point in the game? Like, can an enemy get me from this angle yet? And like, what are common places that enemies are going to hide? What are common angles you have to like learn to peek? Like before you know all this kind of stuff, it just feels random. You know, like you're, you're just like, you're getting like tapped from behind, um it, it feels like it's weird in like more duels and like the kind of meta that revolves around what angles you hold or how you defend sites or what character or what uh agents you use isn't there yet so it ends up being a lot of like just throwing uh you know spaghetti at a wall yeah this one feels it feels like an honest map uh i will say that right now five duelists is extremely powerful in this map uh as because when you have a new map like this that is like so awkward it has all of these spots to attack just send five duelists go in one lane because there are four lanes right there are four lanes on this map you got to put a person on each lane just send four duelists to a lane five duelists to a lane and then you're just 1v5ing some and then there's only going to be another one or two people on the site and then you just fight them right so it 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 feels bad right now to defend against that and and you know I'm, I'm sure that that'll get resolved as as things sort out but for now it feels a little bad um so the other thing i wanted to talk about is uh the new valorant skin so the reason why someone who doesn't play valorant might be interested in this conversation is that valorant is currently selling a skin bundle for a hundred and seven dollars uh so the hundred and seven dollars will get you four weapons uh, with four different variants and uh, and a melee weapon with four different variants. So yeah, but you know, also five skins you, again. Like uh, old... so, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. so so you know it's this is the typical thing for Valorant is this usually this type of bundle is around seventy dollars. So the thing that makes this bundle different is this is a collaboration uh, with a music artist Zed, who is this EDM artist. He has like 16 million listeners on Spotify, and he is uh, a fan. An extremely high-ranked Valorant player. He's a he is, he is a true fan, actually. Yeah. So he did the music for this uh, stuff. He did the music for these guns. Um, the guns, like when you inspect them, they play music. Uh, it has the best finisher in the game. So if you use this weapon to get uh, the last kill of the round, it'll put out like this light display. And the light display uh, is different depending on uh, where on the map they died, uh, what gun they were killed with. Um, and, and also, if you inspect your gun while the finish animation is happening, uh, it will create like a light show with all these lasers and stuff on top of it. But still, that's a lot of money. It's a little bit too much money, isn't it, James? But um, a lot and, of people and I... are buying them. I, we, we played a game yesterday, and the entire enemy team uh had the phantom and i think you didn't say this but this works the regular way where you don't get anything like you you're getting the base guns for a hundred dollars right yeah and you still have to unlock and and you you do get some other stuff i mean like i i it's also worth noting that you get uh like uh like sprays you get gun buddies you get like a yeah like a regular you would you do you you get get those on a pass you get those on a pass you get all sorts of stuff 
but it feels um, but like still, it, it feels like one money. of the few times where like I, I would have been more okay with them saying like this is the price we're asking for this big Zed bundle or whatever if they were like and they come fully upgraded like day one like get them you know like they're you buy all, the bundle yeah if you buy the bundle if you buy the bundle like they all are already fully upgraded that would be cool I think that that I think I, I would be a little bit more accepting of it that way where it's like they they've it's always been kind of the uh, throw a bone right throw a bone I feel like I don't know um, this is also the first uh, pass that has a um, incentive to buying it because normally you're just like you could wait to the end of the well, pass, pass and then yeah, just, so, and, then, and then buy yeah, it yeah that's totally different right it's a, now we're talking about yeah, this isn't a, this isn't the same thing but it's a 3% um, bonus if you buy the battle pass which ends up being like so minuscule and I think it doesn't even affect um, the bounties it doesn't even affect like daily missions it only affects 3% on a game on like crazy to think that if you play 100 games of Valorant this is set up in such a way that it's like you, you played, played three, 103. 103 games of Valorant. That's not an amount that would be like... Impressive. Oh, I, fi- I finished my... I, I only finished it because of the pass boost. So, but but alternatively, the one thing I will say is that we kept seeing these guns and we kept picking them up and people liked them. These guns sound great. Nate was like, these guns are absolutely insane. I can't believe anybody would buy them. And then he played with it and then he's like i'm buying the phantom and we're all like you're an idiot oh that's this is this is a uh, dangerous for me because i'm already not smart about money when it comes to valorant yeah i mean i might pick up one or two or three of these guns and at that point if the I'm bulldog is very cool the bulldog is definitely so, the best looking bulldog the the problem with this is that all of the guns say zx valorant on them and i just wish that they didn't like they didn't have to go have that, that far right like you could have a Z or something where it's like where you know what it is. We've talked about this. Well, I think there was also an episode where Sean and I talked about it. But it kind of reminds me of T-shirts of like I wouldn't. I would be more accepting of like a shirt that just had like a Triforce on it than a shirt that's like Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, and then like all these details and like stuff and like like you know this crazy way, weird overblown graphic tee. Like simplicity looks nicer and. It works better because if, like, in a couple years, if people don't know, they're just like, like, oh, this gun is cool, and there's a Z on it. I don't know. That, like, represents something. I don't know. Like, it's it's a, it's Zed guns, you know? Like, it's, like, I don't even know. Yeah, what if he gets canceled? What if he gets canceled, and then now they have all these guns that have, and then they have to, what would, what actually, you know, that is, what an incredible question that is. I, I really do wonder, like, if he was canceled and they felt like they couldn't, um, like, ha- what would they do? People already paid $100. And if you were to change it, would they just, like, reimburse that amount? I think that wouldn't be fair. Uh, maybe they could just, like, strip the guns of the any sort of Zed logo kind of stuff. But I still feel like, I don't know, I that's it. That's it. This is an interesting little topic right here. What do you do when you're making a skin collab line and then the collab guy gets canceled i don't know that seems like an actually pretty okay guy i don't i don't have a lot of basis for this but he is like he does seem like a legit nerd that he like makes edm music and then relaxes by playing valorant so um in like a legitimate way and like actually is, is better at valorant than me so yeah that's fine and and his music is all right like i like some of yeah his I, don't, I don't i don't dislike his music i was big on that like uh, what was that one he did with um it was like that first one. Clarity? Clarity. 
That's yeah, exactly that's the one it. I like that more. one is that one was dope. That one was good when it came out. Still good, pretty pretty good now. Um, what is it? White Fox is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's. I don't. I don't dislike him. Me neither. Uh, those are video games. That's video games. Name one more video game. Oh, uh, Pokemon Go. Um... Oh yeah, so Pokemon Go new season came out. Uh, it's, it's all about uh, psychic Pokemon this season. This. Weekly events going on. Got a, I've been I've been loving my Pokemon Go. Just got a Stunky. You know Stunky. He's what does he look like? He's a garbage. He's a, he's a skunk. All right. His name is Stunky. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Thanks, Ryan. WTDGpodcast.com. Thank you, James. Uh, at sign WTDGpodcast on Twitter. Uh, you know, on your favorite podcasting platforms. Maybe it's like uh, iTunes. Maybe it's Spotify. Just look up What's the Deal with Games. You find us. You can follow the show there. There's so many ways to follow the show. Now is there's never been a better time to follow the to show. listen to our podcast. And you know what? There's never been a better time to listen to... Ryan Galloway and Bumper, thank you, Bumper, for the use of your music. We use the intro and outro. Uh, you can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020, where you can find them at YouTube, where you can get links to uh, their uh, sites to get their merch, to buy more of their music. They're on Spotify. They're elsewhere. They're on anything else that you use. They're on Facebook. They're on MySpace. MySpace? Yeah, they have a MySpace page where, like, when you go into it, um, it's really exciting, and, like, there's a lot of pop-ups, and... Uh, there's like skeletons dancing in the back and then as soon as you put it on like um uh, you can get it starts playing really loudly it's like too loudly it like it's you don't want uh lower your um speakers before you go to it it's going to be too loud um and then as you're scrolling down all these kind of different little weird uh like webums and gifs and stuff are all popping up you know loading late but it's uh you know it's a good website so thank you thank you james thank you we have do we have a sign out anymore? What do we do? Nope. I think we do to the moon. And did you know that's a Valorant spray? It's called to the moon. Oh wow. Uh, they are so quick it's a on those. Dog in a rocket ship. They are so goddamn quick on those. Yeah. They are so like uh hip. Yeah. Alright, bye. bye.